Hola there, my beautiful friends. Welcome to the Duality of Life podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here. I'm your host, Julia. And the purpose of this podcast is to bring the harder, more difficult things of this life into the light, whether that's feelings, the harder questions that we have, and just talk about them honestly and openly and figure out why the heck we're here. What's going on? (laughs) Why do we feel the way that we feel? And bring some more normalcy into it. So in this one, I want to dive into the age old old question of what do you want to be when you grow up? I feel like many of us experience this question in different ways because we have different life experiences, but it's hard to know what we want to be. Where do we want to be? How do we want to live? And I think a lot of the struggle that we face is because of social media. We see people living a certain way and we think that we should be living like that too because it makes them happy so it'll make us happy or maybe the biggest threat is our family. We were really shown and it was really pushed to go to school, go to university and get a degree and that's how you're supposed to live life and be happy or you were growing up religious and Religion was extremely important to your family and you have to be religious to be happy. And (laughs) we have all of these deeply rooted things in this life as children that we experience that make knowing what we want as adults really difficult. So to start from the top for myself, this is a little, little story time about me. Start from the top. As a child, (laughs) I didn't really have much of a calling to school and my parents never really pushed school on me. University and college wasn't really a talking point or something that was, you know, ingrained in me from a child because both my parents didn't go to university and college. So for them to preach it to me was kind of a little backhanded. And I think both of them knew that, so they didn't really push that on me. So education wasn't really a big factor in my decision-making to what I want to be when I grow up or how do I want to live my life. There's also an underlying aspect of that because I think my mom knew, and well, she did know how much I struggled in school. When I was in grade three, I was diagnosed with a quote-unquote learning disorder. I don't really love that term because I think it makes children feel like they're stupid, and that's a very much how much that's very much how I felt. It was dumb. I would tell myself that and tell other people that I'm not smart. I'm stupid. I'm dumb. I don't know how to do something. The learning disorder that I have is called dyslexia. And if you don't know what that is, you can give it a Google separately from this podcast. But in short, people with dyslexia have a hard time reading and spelling in particular. So, you know, the main parts of school are kind of difficult. (laughs) And I had that conflicting experience where in school, school is pushed on you to be extremely important. But at home... It wasn't really pushed on me that it was extremely important. So I had that conflicting ideal ingrained in me. And, you know, not to say that school isn't the answer to success and to happiness for many, many people. But for me, that wasn't my experience. So that left me 
with school not being the answer. Something that, you know, helps a lot of people figure out what they want to do in life. <laughs> so I'm lost. What do I want to do? What do I want to be? I don't know. <laughs> and this also happened with religion. I didn't grow up with any sort of religion in my family. I didn't really have any concept or knowledge on religion even. Like it wasn't like we went to church only on Christmas or we went to church on Easter. Like we, I didn't. I went to church two times, not to say that church is the only form of religion, but in Canada, Christianity is kind of the main religion. And so that's what I'm speaking on right now. But yeah, I'd been in two churches in my life up until this past year while I was traveling, just going into cathedrals and, you know, churches as like a tourist thing to do, <laughs> not to experience the religion. And both of those times that I went to church was just because I slept over at a friend's house and their family went to church on Sunday mornings. So yeah, religion wasn't the answer for me either and how to live my life. It wasn't a guide on how to live my life. And I know many people have this experience as well. Like I'm not alone. I'm not the only person that school wasn't a big deal and religion wasn't a big deal in their life. So where does that leave you? Having like not a lot of guidance. And that's not to say that these things are like a positive guidance in people's life. That's not at all. But I think they are structural things that do help a lot of people figure out who they are and what they want. And it can also negatively impact people as well, obviously. Apart from those two things, obviously other things influenced me as a child, many of which are extremely limiting beliefs around money, like money doesn't grow on trees, the government doesn't care about you, you can't afford this or that, life is hard, life is stressful, credit cards are the devil, <laughs> which... Uh, you know, many of them are true, but kind of laughable as an adult now. But as a child, they're extremely limiting. Like you're just trying to figure out the world and these like negative things are put on you, which then carries into adulthood. I'm still breaking free from the limiting, limiting beliefs around money that was put on me as a child. I truly didn't believe that success was in the cards for me. I didn't think I would, you know, amount to much in this life, unfortunately, just because of the limiting beliefs that were put on me, you know, school making me feel stupid and, you know, money not being something that grows on trees. I just thought, okay, well, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm going to be not a lot of anything. I always felt like I wanted to be more. I always felt like this sense inside of me that I wanted more for myself, but I didn't know what that looked like. You know, school wasn't the answer. Religion wasn't the answer. Money is really hard to come by and nobody freaking cares about me and I'm stupid. <laughs> so it's like all of these dreadful things put on a child how the hell are they going to figure out what they want to be when they grow up? When there's like no, there's nothing, you know, there's not a whole lot of anything. So <laughs> I toyed with many different ideas. Like when I was really little, I wanted to be a weather woman. 
you know, you just, you point here and there on a map and you think it's, you know, a fun thing. And then I also love to sing and dance. So maybe I'd be a singer or a dancer, but we also couldn't afford that long term. So that kind of killed that dream. And then I started learning about animals and the environment. And I was like, oh my goodness, like I could be an environmentalist. I could save the penguins. I could do so much, but I'm stupid. So I couldn't do that because it's too much school. You know, then I thought, oh, maybe I could be like a school teacher, like an art teacher. But like college is expensive and like I don't really know if I can do that. Uh, Like maybe I could be a real estate agent. You know, it's not as much school. Simpler. I just have to learn a bunch of rules and then I could show people houses. I'm good with talking to people. I'm good with talking to people. You know, I toyed with many different ideas, some of which I tried. All the while toying with these ideas, I was constantly searching for something. I was constantly watching documentaries, learning about the world, you know, listening to podcasts, scrolling on IG, seeing how different people live their lives. I was very interested in figuring this question out for myself. I was always toying with something new to to figure out what I really wanted so I could be happy. I think all of these opinions that we consume on a daily basis truly, truly impact us. And how can we navigate what's true and what's false for ourselves when somebody says one way of living makes them happy? And somebody else says another way of living makes them happy. How can we know what is right for us? But eventually you find something that inspires you. It's the one. You're going to go after it. You're going to try your best to pursue this thing. You know, somebody or something has told you that, you know, it makes them happy. So it's going to make you happy as well. And you do what you need to do. You get the stuff done. You go after it. But in the process, or maybe even when you're there, you don't like it. You genuinely just don't like it. You've tried the positive self-talk. You've tried, you know, influencing yourself with positive people around you and encouragement. And, you know, you try to wake up with a pep in your step every single day, but you just don't like it. Well, my friend, you can do something different. And isn't that a magical thing about this life? you can do something different. It doesn't matter if somebody thinks you're a failure. It doesn't matter if you didn't finish something and that's seen as a bad thing in this world. If you don't want to do something, you don't have to do it. Because at the end of the day, would you rather waste a year or two or three of your life pursuing something that you may not end up liking Or would you rather waste 40 years of your life doing something that you genuinely just don't want to do? Because someone else told you that it's going to make you happy. Because someone else said that this is the way of living life. Because someone else convinced you that you should do this thing. And you've now convinced yourself that it's the answer even though you dislike it. But yes, this is extremely difficult and confusing and frustrating when you're in that moment of not knowing what's next. You know, you then fall back onto finding what makes other people happy. So maybe you find the next thing and you start pursuing this thing because it makes them happy. 
So you keep going for it. (laughs) And I think that's the negative side about consuming so many different ideas and seeing how happy it makes other people as we convince ourselves that what they have is what we should have as well. So here's what we need to do. Seeing somebody living happily, doing something that they love is not necessarily the answer for us like we've just explored. But seeing that person and their happiness and fulfillment, that's what we're craving. We should see that person in their happiness, in their fulfillment and say, I want that too. And then experiment, truly experiment with different things in this life to see what makes us happy and fulfilled as well. Just because something makes someone feel happy and fulfilled does not mean that same something is going to make you happy and fulfilled. So you have to experience many different things in this life to figure out what actually makes you feel happy and fulfilled. You have to find the happiness and fulfillment for yourself. So to bring another attribute to this, separate from the happiness and fulfillment, let's bring it to money because I know I'm not the only one that has limiting beliefs around money. So when we see somebody that is making more money than us and you know they're showing off their new things, and maybe not even showing off, they're just, they have nice things and you want those things as well. But you have this limiting belief around money that makes you think, I'm never going to make that much money. I'm never going to be able to have these things as well. You know, these things are not for me. And a lot of these things are very subconscious. So when you're in that moment of being jealous of somebody that has these things that you want, instead of that jealousy, instead of being angry at the world for never having these things, Ask yourself, how can I grow past my limiting beliefs around money? It's the same as the happiness. I also want to be happy and fulfilled. How can I achieve that myself? How can I grow past my limiting beliefs around money? And there are many techniques that I won't dive into right now to, you know, help yourself in a positive way. But when we just know what's important to us, we want to be happy, we want to be fulfilled, and we want to be financially stable. These are important things to us. So how can we act in alignment with ourselves to achieve these things? So do you see what I mean? When you get down to the roots of what you actually care about, you're more likely to act in alignment with yourself. And if you try something and it doesn't make you happy, then don't continue it. You know, do the positive self-talk. Don't just give up immediately. Of course, I've talked about this in another podcast, but if it genuinely does not make you happy, then get real with yourself. If we're constantly searching for the answer from other people, other things, our belief systems that were ingrained in us as children, then we're not going to pay enough attention to ourselves. We're not going to pay enough attention to what actually makes us happy and fulfilled and what could possibly make us achieve financial stability. So we have to pay attention to what lights up our heart. 
Let me give an example. I've jotted down some things on my little notebook here. So if you see me looking down, that's what I'm doing. If you're listening to this, then that doesn't really matter to you. (laughs) But maybe you work in a coffee shop right now. You love coffee. You see it as a craft. You want to master it, grow your knowledge around it. You just really, you really care about coffee. But you don't like the customer service aspect. To ask somebody what they want to drink is annoying to you. You just don't want to interact with the people. Well, you know this about yourself. So there comes the question, is there another way to work with coffee that isn't customer service based? There 100% is because coffee is a huge industry. It's huge. There's so many options. But if we've limited ourselves to thinking that the only answer to work with coffee is within a coffee shop, then we're going to get trapped in doing something that we ultimately don't like and ultimately doesn't fulfill us. So now that you know this about yourself and now that you know there's so many other options out into the world, what can you do to experiment to find the answer for yourself? What can you do to experiment to find what's right for you? All we got to do is try a lot of things out in this life and some things are going to spark our hearts and make us feel fulfilled and happy and other things will not. And the more things that you try in this life, the more likelihood you are to find what makes you truly happy because you've eliminated so many things. So pay attention to your inner being. Of course, you will have lazy days. You'll have days that you just don't want to. That's normal. So don't throw something out just because you're having a lazy time or something doesn't feel exciting for you on a one particular day or there's an aspect that you don't love about it maybe you love 95 percent of the thing that you do but the five percent kind of sucks maybe you're you want to start a business and you love the visual side of things the product development you know the customer service base but you don't like managing finances You know, you can be a founder of a business without being a CEO of a business. So I hope after this podcast, you're a little bit more equipped in finding what you want to do in this life and also find some more peace and joy in the process of it. We don't have to be so hard on ourselves in finding what we want to do in this life. Sometimes it takes a long time and that's okay. I'm sending you so much love, light and peace. I understand you. I feel you. I'm still trying to figure this out myself. (laughs) So I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. My name is Julia and thank you for listening to the Duality of Life podcast. Mm -hmm.